change It's like my dreams out of reach This pain and all this grief If you see God and you have to speak Tell him it's crazy in these streets Feel my pain and you're so deep You're on Pastor Phil Welcome to Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets with my great co-host, Pastor Jay and Ruck Boy on Holy Culture Radio, Sears XM, Channel 154. We are here today, that's right, Sunday, the main day that you listen to this show, Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. <laughs> that's right, we are here your favorite show of all shows in the planet. We thank you for listening to us, man. We know you got other options. You may be on your way to church. You may be on your way uh, to store or even to work, but we thank you for listening to our show. I hope you are able to go on our IG, Church on the Block, and you know be a friend with us so we can begin to update you on different things we're trying to do, especially around Chicago and other places. But we have always unique topics and unique things we're trying to do. And we want to hear from you. If you have a couple of thoughts that you say, hey, y'all never talk about this, or we want to hear about this, let us know what you think so that we can also include that into our repertoire as we're going through the show. We got my hosts here with us who are throwing down, doing their thing. Give it up, fellas. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Pastor Jay on here with your boys, Pastor Phil and DJ Ruckus. Always glad to be here talking the real talk about hip hop, the church in the streets. Yo, what's good? It's your boy Ruckus. Happy to be here with you all this Sunday morning. Let's get things cracking and uh, always have some good dialogue. Yes, and we want to we want you to to, to dialogue with us um, in this show. Though you can't necessarily respond right now, you may shout aloud, you may talk, but be with us in this process. You know, we just finished a series on you know young faith or not, dealing with uh, just talking to young people about their faith or their peers' faith or just what their generation has seen about God and its relevancy and God's relevancy to them, which we also said like nothing new under the sun. But there was a lot of good, real, raw conversation about what young people felt and the, the, the distance oftentimes that they feel with God. This series right now, we're talking about why can't she preach? What's up with women preaching and why can't women pass? Oh, Phil. We going all the way in. We're going to have some guests on the show, but we're going to talk today as as hosts of the show about what our thoughts, our beliefs are about women preaching, man. I mean, the reality of that topic, it has been so bothersome to me and cumbersome over the years. Um, An exclusive kind of club that um, only... um, People with penises or something can speak and preach. What's up with that? That's just <laughs> frustrating to me. Like oh, there, are, there, are, there are issues when it comes to uh, the world in which we live in. There's enough issues, what I'm trying to say, about separation of gender separation and this and how this person identifies. Why then are we standing ground as the church, the body of Christ, people of faith to say we're going to add another layer and though you are a follower of Christ and you love the Lord, you can't preach because you have breasts and of a JJ. I mean, the reality of that particular issue is frustrating to me. Yeah, I said it. That's right. I'm about to say the other word, but I'm going to be clean today. But the reality of, of the the gender issue of being able to preach because of, because of a gender thing, uh, you're going to suspect somebody's call, somebody's passion before God. I mean, and and we we all are trying to figure this thing out. We're all trying to grow. We're trying to figure, walk alongside what God would have us to lead. We're all trying to pursue this. And God, as God is 
is is simple and easy to understand. There are also times that are that are just uh, un, un, unknown mystery and, and how God uses and moves in various things like that. And we can we can accept the different mysteries of God um, and, and some things that are peculiar. We don't understand them yet. Why can't we just recognize that God moves in ways that are different than theological frameworks that people have raised up on? And so we're going to talk about this today. And uh, we're going to give you our side, our perspective of all of this. You can already kind of tell where I'm at with it all. <laughs> well, fellas, what y'all think, man? What's your conversation about? Yo. About why can't she preach? Yeah, this is a good one, Phil. You're trying to get us in all kind of trouble, and I love it. Um, yeah, no, this, uh, uh, this is a great conversation. I mean, the bottom line is uh, it really comes from or it comes down to uh, how literal we take certain passages in scripture. Mm. Um, it it mm. comes down to um, not really looking at cultural context and just trying to smear like specific, um, like, like rules and, and regulations and things about worship that were given to specific entities in one moment and smear it over all of, all of Christendom um, like mayonnaise on bread or something. Um, and I think the other, <laughs> and I think the other issue though is that um, yeah that like we don't we don't want to say stuff like the Bible is a patriarchal book that actually mm. marginalizes women like people don't want to hear stuff like that like how it's the word of God True. it's the it's just the word of God <laughs> how dare you yeah but yeah. oh the Bible's patriarchal <laughs> and in many ways it marginalizes women and lots of other people as well. And sure. so what we have yeah. to do is we have to make sure that we read the Bible from the context in which it was given, but then contextualize it for the times we're in today. I mean, that that's the word is alive and living and breathing. And so therefore it's not confined to a specific time in space, but it speaks yeah. to us in our current context too. But without context, we'll, we'll use a context that doesn't fit our own to try to make you know, things make things true. And so I'm a context guy. Um, and so that's big for me, the context yeah. it was written in and written from, but also mm-hmm. the context in which we're reading it from and we're living in. And, uh, and that should have some impact on, on how we interpret and, uh, and how we, uh, live out what we see in scripture. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be all about the Bible, but probably not the way people think. So I'm not telling my position yet, you know, <laughs> but I do love the word of God. <laughs> You know, you know, in a book that we may reference later, Scott McKnight uses this WDWD. What would women do? <laughs> what, well, no, what, what did what women did do? Women what did do, women yeah. do? That's the perspective of some theological, theological bents, man. I mean, T, uh, Ruckus, what, what is your point? What, 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 not what is your point? Yeah, women you can't preach at all. They can't preach. There nah. we go. There we go. Uncle Ruckus. Y'all go get him. They Uncle need to Ruckus. Somewhere. No, no. Real talk. <laughs> so, biblically, my, my I don't have a biblical base for saying they can't or saying they do. It's It's been one of those things where I'm like, why can't they? You know? Right. I, I haven't read anywhere in the Bible where it says that they can't, you know, now I've been, I've been around different types of uh, uh, churches or people where they'll say women can only, you know, teach to other women. I've had a woman pastor before and, and man, she, she got down yeah, um, and she did her thing. And, you know, I was very uh, thankful for what she poured into me and what she saw in me 
even though I may have not been ready for things, but I, I, I just, I appreciated her as my pastor. I think women pastors are harder than the men. They, they be on top of things, you know, they ain't got no problem with calling out stuff when they see it wrong or, you know, so yeah, I can't sit and say that I would have a problem or have had a problem with women uh, preaching. I'm like, why not? Why not? If men were doing what they were supposed to do the right way, then we probably wouldn't be in this situation, but we are because we ain't been right. And so since we ain't been right, women have had to step up and do things that we were probably supposed to step forward and do ourselves. So respect to all the women that's out there preaching and teaching and doing the work of God. I got nothing but love and respect for you. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, the reality of uh, this 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 powerful, all-knowing, all-loving God, do you think that God does not know what God is doing in the midst of moving uh, you know, creating the kingdom of God that is right now, but but not yet. I mean, is there some some gatekeepers that have to keep it in a particular regimented way? I mean, that's the part. I mean, I'm not trying to go against stuff to go against stuff. Like that's like I'm not just trying to go against stuff because y'all this way and and y'all done kept us locked down for so many years. I'm just saying that there is more to God than what we know, and when people take a cup. And they dip into the ocean and say, I got all of God right here. I know all. There's an ocean, dude. You just got a cup. Like, are you serious about the fact that you're legalistically locking us down as though this is um, <laughs> this is law? And I think that that happens so many times that after a while, if you if you are if you're awake, and I ain't talking about the woke movement, I'm talking about just awaken your faith where you are like, wait a minute. Let me study the Bible myself and see what God is doing uh, right here. I think that there'll be some contradictions from what uh, some people have maybe adopted a way of adopted theology and have embraced a particular way uh, of thinking. I mean, when you've heard a woman preach and she unpacked that text and she broke that thing down to make it a real time, you got to be like, okay, I don't know what these dudes or, or most of dudes are talking about what women preaching. But they wrong because this woman, this woman kilted it, in, right? Kilted it. As we said, she got kilted it. Kilted it. That's a word. Kilted it. Kilted it. Google it. Google it. I mean the 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 fact the fact that um I think you know being in tune with being alert to being sensitive the power of the Holy Spirit that in of itself, yo. Is a mystery. When you there, there, there was a book back in the day, this apologist, apologist, and he wrote this book uh, um, about apology, volumes one and two, and 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 basically, in the back of the book, he gave all these scenarios of different ways God met people. He talked about a a, a woman was it a woman a woman who had a dream that she was Indian, she was Buddhist, and she had a dream where where Jesus came to her. And spoke to her and said something or whatever. And she didn't, she kind of played the dream off when she woke up. The next morning, she's walking on the street. And in some way, not even a deja vu, but somebody came to her and said, Jesus loves you, lady. And whatever, in a whatever appropriate, proper way. And she took that as a sign. She, she went to a preacher or whatever and came and, and fell on her knees to come to Christ. I'm not saying, um, you know, that all I'm saying is God's a mystery and, and there are things that happen. And if we want to qualify that thing, well, the way she took that dream and that particular thing happened, that's not really how God should work. 
then you begin to you give you, you begin to demythify the mystery and the movement of God, man. And I think that when it comes to the scripture, we have to really recognize that, especially in the Old Testament and, and New Testament, right? It's other people's mail that we're reading. <laughs> right. Other people's mail that we're reading, letters written for people in that mail zone and that zip code uh, that we have to be sensitive to. And we're in a different zip code and we have to understand what God is saying in the current time now. And I think when we hold on to that level of tradition, to the degree that it causes harm to people of faith, women specifically, to feel less than, yo, we done screwed the whole thing up of, of the mystery of God. We've screwed that up. And that's the part I, I believe that is one of my my points of moving forward with um, embracing and, and encouraging and firing up uh, more women to preach and to pastor. You know, it's just one of those things that is not uh, a God thing. God God would not be, we're going to exclusively have my word only heard by men. You know what I'm saying? And preach by men. What? That just doesn't make no sense. Yeah. I, I think just talking about it from common sense, I, I would agree, Phil. Like it does, it doesn't make sense that, that gender would be the, the, the reason, you know, and I know, like I said, we'll talk about scripture later on, but like, you know, yeah. even when, when like the, the reason is that, we always have to remember who wrote it, why, and what's going on when they write it. And so I feel like it's lazy, like it's just lazy mm-hmm. theology and lazy exegesis. And some people will disagree. Oh, no, I do real hard exegesis and real. I go deep into context and this is what it says. You know, and I think you take that context, you take your theology, you mix it with the common sense that God has given you. And then you also look at the context that we live in today and you have to come. I don't know how you still land there um, looking at the context today. Um, so we don't even have to go deep into yeah. scripture. I think we just use common sense and say the proof is in the lifestyle and the preaching and the pastoring of the women we see today who are dynamic. Yeah. It's, it's clear. Yeah. Right. That, that God is, is, is pouring out his spirit. And I think there's a lot of, places where we'll be able to go on scripture that'll show, hey, things are a little bit different now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. When we come right back, we're going to dive into uh, some theological perspectives that people have held and some perspectives that um, shouldn't be held and some perspectives that God, I think, holds. So we'll be right back. Hold on. Yo, you're listening to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the street. Do not you hear me? Do not touch that dial. Do not touch that knob. Don't unplug the Bluetooth. Stay right here with us. Church on the Block. We'll talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. This series, we are going deep, y'all. You heard it. We are talking about why can't she preach? Why can't she pastor? Why can't she preach? I'm talking about preaching, silencing women. Why are we silencing our women? Why are women being silenced, period? They're human beings. Well, who, who gives the authority to shut a woman up? I know I'm married 38 years coming July and I got two women, uh, daughters. They are not going to be silenced. (laughs) I know that they are not going to be silenced right now. They're going to tell you, (laughs) right, right. They're going to let you know right now today. So, and that's a gift to me. That's a gift to me because I need to be checked. A lot of stuff I do um, because I'm a man, I do it as a man. And they're like, dad, that's wrong. Wait a minute. I don't want that to be. And they school me up on that awareness like I would somebody who doesn't understand people of color in certain situations. So why wouldn't then God give the gift of preaching to women? 
as we're talking about that, and we just talked about uh, the first part of the show, a little bit of our perspective of it. Let's go into this, uh, the, the, some of the theological perspective, some of the positions that, that folks have said. We're not going to go exegete every text, but because we want you to know that we do read and we have and are aware of some of these things. Um, this is passage in First Timothy 2, um, 8 and 15. You know, it talks about uh, where Paul is saying, therefore, I want men everywhere to go and pray and lifting up holy hands without anger or disputing. I also want the women to dress modestly and, and decently and and, and, and properly and adoring, adorning themselves, not with elaborate hairstyles or gold or, or pearls or expensive clothes, but with good deeds and appropriate for women. What's appropriate for women um, who profess uh, to worship God? A woman should learn in quietness and full submission. I know some of y'all are like, oh, this is right. This is good teaching right here. I know, I know some of y'all bugging with that, right? But he's saying, I do not permit women uh, to teach or to assume authority over man. She must be quiet for Adam. First of all, that that's just wrong right there. I'm just going, you know, that's going to stop. And then he goes on and says, for Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not the one deceived. It was the woman who was deceived and became a sinner. But women uh, will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with uh, propriety. So there, there is the teaching oftentimes that can be or has been a foundation to suppress women in ministry, suppress preaching, uh, suppress women in preaching. What do you say about that, Jay? Or, or Ruckus? What do y'all say about that? <laughs> yeah, this, this Timothy passage is interesting. I think we also should recognize that it's in the context of instructions, uh, mostly concerning prayer. Um, not preaching. Um, and then secondly, um, that is also in the context of right worship. Um, first Timothy is, is it goes down into qualifications next qualifications are not in chapter two, they're beginning in chapter three. And so the other thing here is Timothy is taking his mark here from Paul in first Corinthians 14. And so unless you understand right. the context of 1 Corinthians 14, because Paul is Timothy's teacher, then you right. won't understand what, what Timothy is saying here in First uh, Timothy 2. So I just think we got we to gotta make sure that we understand what's going on. There's some other deeper context behind this whole idea about modesty and clothing and the braided hair and the golden pearls. And when you get into understanding the... Um, the main idol worship that was happening in Corinth at the time. Um, You you get to understand like what some of this is coming against. It's not coming against women in general. It's coming against um, women who are dressing a certain way out of reverence for an idol God and how that syncretism was, was creeping into the church. So if if you begin to do that, some of that deeper work, then, then this actually begins to make sense to you. But if you don't, and you just look at it at face value without doing any contextual work or going deeper, uh, you'll, you'll use it wrong. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, people, if they want to take it from this perspective, they can pounce on this all day long, uh, especially women don't be over men. Like that, that sometimes that's what somebody's looking for. They're just looking for something to leverage a scripture to suppress somebody and taking the scripture in a way that is what they want it to look like or what they 
wanted wanted to be. The depth of looking at scripture and our perspective, I think our ours and, and I'll say mine, is from a story perspective. And what is what is the full story of God's word teaching us? And looking at it in a context, like you say, Jay, like the reality of that word being written for that particular time was around several different factors because we're reading other people's mail. It was happening for several different factors. But even in the midst of that, there were women in the Old Testament and the New Testament who were doing powerful things. So it's not a matter of even denying the fact that these women were already doing powerful things. I mean, you got women serving Jesus' ministry. They were they were breaking a man off, taking care of his ministry. You know, who going to wash the clothes? Where the money at? They got the money, right? They were working. Um, there was a woman in ministry who was helping Paul make tents and speaking and teaching, right? Yep. There was great, great great women doing great work. So even when that text comes about, if you're not even aware of those other women doing powerful work, what is your answer to that? Like, what is your answer to that piece? If these other women were doing these powerful things, were were, were taught, were said in, in, in the Bible, they were teaching, they were said in the Bible, they were supporting his ministry. Um, they were info, they were disciples of Jesus, right? And then you hear this text, are you going to say that those women were wrong, that Jesus was wrong? Like, what do you you do with that piece right there, right? You know, it's like, it leaves you with, I think, a, a reality of, huh, there was something going on perhaps maybe in that time that was different and why he may have said that. I mean, that should be, if you can be honest with the text and honest with what's happening right now, you know, with that reality. Uh, Ruckus, Ruckus, you got some thoughts? Man, I'm just sitting here soaking this up right now. No thoughts yet. Okay. Just listening, uh, listening and learning. No, yeah. no, I don't want to leave anybody out. No, I hate you, man. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's hard. I mean, it's hard because, like, I want to have a high view of scripture, right? And I want to like hold right, the Bible right. a high esteem, and I do hold the Bible a high esteem, and I do have a high view of scripture, but I also have a high view of like contextual realization and like knowing where and what's going on. So I'm just listening to you, Phil, and I'm like thinking of some passages, like you, like how could look at Jesus's. Uh, Luke chapter eight, right? So Luke chapter eight, you got oh, yeah. Jesus listing all these women who are like leaders in his ministry. Luke eight one. Soon afterwards, he went on through cities and villages, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, as well as women who had been cured of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary Magdalene, uh, whom seven demons had gone out. Joanna, the wife of Herod Stewart. Chusa and Susanna and many others who provided for them out of their resources. He he has a list of ladies who like holding it down. Like you was talking about, like running right. the money. You know what I'm saying? Like right. really leading. This ain't even just preaching. Like these ladies are in leadership. And you get to Romans 16 and it talks about Romans 16, 1. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a deacon of the church at, uh, I don't even know how to say that word, Kentrea or whatever. Like, and then mm-hmm. greet Priscilla and Aquila who work with me in Christ Jesus. Like over and over and over right. again, it's like all these females. And this is Paul. Like got all these. And deacon right. there, if you read like King James Version, they translate that word to deaconess. What kind of nonsense? Mm. Deacon is not a female <laughs> right. or a masculine word. Like diakonet is the root right. word. It's a, it's, it has no gender. So we gender it gender. to try to to try to prove a point, <laughs> like to try to say that. Right. And, and, and he, she's a deacon, right? Paul said right. this is a deacon in the church. And so like right. all this stuff that we say, man, like there's clear 
opposite proof in scripture. And so that leads me to go and go dig a little bit deeper because Paul ain't talking about both sides of his neck here. You know what I'm saying? So right. something got to give. So yeah, I just I just right. worry about people who just want to take one passage and not look at the totality of scripture and then wrestle with it. I love Fanatic back in the day before he left the faith. That dude said, we must press on, press on. He said, I know it sounds like I'm talking out both sides of my neck. I'm not. I'm talking out both sides <laughs> of the text. You know what I'm saying? Like he like, yo, it say both. So what you gonna do with it? It say right. both. It say Phoebe right. a deacon, and then back here it say that women should be quiet. So what are we gonna do? How are we gonna you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like you can't pick one, you gotta figure right. out and wrestle with both. You know what I mean? Get on my nerves <laughs> with that, man. Well, I appreciate you breaking down the whole deacon piece. I, I always thought there was a deacon and a deaconess. I, I never realized it was just yep. one word. And we've mat we've masculated that word. So the Greek word is diaconate, and it just it has no gender. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. I mean, one good book. If you're listening to us and want to know, I don't know what to think about this. And and Jay's got several books, and there's several women theologians who've said great truths about, about this reality and about their position and and and, and that. Uh, but a book for evangelicals, white evangelicals, black evangelicals, just people who are curious about this is uh, The Blue Parakeet by Scott McKnight, both uh, Pastor Jay and myself, and uh, hopefully soon to be T, <laughs> will uh, experience his, his, his teaching. But he talks about in the book, women, and he has like five parts. He's so adamant about trying to show you this. He's so, I mean, he gets into the details of it so good. So you cannot like, dang. I mean, a professor of New Testament, like, like 30, 40 years. So he know the text, right? He says, you know, so when we come upon the, Two silencing passages, like in Timothy, um, we need to learn to read them out of the story of the Bible. We need to remind ourselves of this. Women in the Old Testament experienced leadership. Women in the Old Testament spoke for God as prophets. Women in the New Testament era were gifted by God's spirit, such as things as teaching and leading. Uh, the new creation begins to undo the fall. The new creation begins to undo the fall, which means that men and women are drawn back into being one in Christ. Like, like that's what we should, should be fighting for, being one in Christ, undoing the fall. The theology that oppresses women is in the fall. It is a theology of that oppression. That is not of God. That is not of God's movement in the midst of that. I mean, the reality of, of our embrace of that is sort of a, a sense of fear, a sense of control. You know, uh, the, the the old boy network or whatever the case may be. And, and you want to stay good with these cats who may have you preach at this place or may honor your theology. Man, bump all of that. Let's be true to the text. Let's be true to the fact that we are undoing the fall. And I love that part when he said that, right? That we are pursuing to be one. So if you're pursuing to separate, you're pursuing to oppress, then you may not be true to the text, <laughs> right? I mean, especially when we look at the deeper uh, realities of what God says in Acts chapter 2, uh, verse 16 and 18, where he says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people to your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. And even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. They will prophesy. I mean, when Acts kicked off, you don't think people were like, that's not of God. 
that's not of God, you know, and, and how can that be? Uh, they, they must be drunk. How is this happening? <laughs> All of these particular things, you know, that they fought through because God was doing, quote unquote, maybe a new thing, but God was doing a more re- uh, 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 revealing more of himself every generation. Um, and we have to be in tune with that reality. We cannot be, even in, even in Jewish tradition where they where, where women were seen as beneath, right? And and, and uh, a woman must be in her menstrual cycle, be in a cut for seven days. She can't come outside. You touch her, you're going to be dirty. All of that, I think evangelicals or theologians have adopted to oppress women of some type of way that a, a woman uh, a body time of a month is some kind of evil thing. Like, what is, how is that keep a woman from being called by God, right? So in the midst of, 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 of that uh, uh, level of uh, minimizing um, the spirit of God doesn't complement what God is doing in the midst of this. Yeah. I, I, I just think it, it comes down to um, understanding the long arc of what the gospel is about. The gospel is good news for all who hear, right? Like the, the baptism ritual of the early church was Paul's words. There is neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female, slave nor free, for we are all one in Christ Jesus. When you got baptized in the early church, that's what they said to you, right? So it, it looses all those shackles. It looses all that and it liberates us all to be equal participants in the kingdom of God and bringing the kingdom on the earth as it is in heaven. And so if we read the Bible in any other way, then we're using a Bible as a tool of oppression rather than a tool of liberation. And it's it's that it's yes. that simple, right? We need to use the scriptures as tools of liberation, not as tools of oppression. And that's not what Jesus did. So why yep. would we do that? You know, it's just common sense. Y'all. Right. So. Right. Right. Yeah, we're going to be right back and we're going to talk about you know, what are the consequences of us not living in a space where we free uh, 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 that that reality, that liberation in Christ, where women are in ministry, are engaged. What does that do to the body of Christ? We'll be right back. You're listening to Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. Holy Culture Radio, CSXM 154. Come right back. We got more in store. Holy Culture Radio. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. Church on the block, we'll talk about hip-hop, the church in the streets. We back at you. We are back at you. That's right. We're putting a topic right in your face. And though it's a topic that's been talked about forever and churches have church splits about it, we are talking about it um, and we're going to bring other speakers and other people to talk to them about their position and their power um, and their authority as women preachers. We wanted to talk about our thoughts and our position on women preaching and women pastoring. You know, I believe there are crazy consequences to the kingdom of God, to the people of God, when there are things that God is moving on that we get impacted by the consequences of that. You look at, you look at racism, you look at, are we going to keep African-Americans in the church and not in the church? And then you've got uh, Mother Bethel leaving, you know, my man leaving, leaving the church in Philadelphia, going down the street, starting another church, right? And then, and then Dr. King saying the most segregated time and hours, 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning, you've got 
constant repetition of consequences when the people of God thought one way from an old perspective, a traditionalist perspective, held fast to that and how God is penetrated and hitting and hitting and hitting time and time again. This is my kingdom. We all are one. I'm moving. My spirit is moving on all all flesh. I mean, it's been moving in Africa before folks came to America. It's been moving in in in, uh, in, in Mexico before people came to. America. It's been moving um, all over the place. And so, the reality of those consequences, man, creates so much harm. I mean, I mean, I mean, there's already enough church hurt because Deacon Willie Lump Lump keeps singing the same solo, and uh, Sister So and So wrote the song, and why why can't I sing my own song? That I wrote? There's so much church hurt that already exists <laughs> on trivial stuff, right? Why can't there be an awakening, an awareness that we will be um, the victims per se, if we're not alert to the move of God in this space, to the full breath of God uh, impacting um, the people of God um, with women in ministry, women in, women in pastor. I think, I think it's a, it's a pattern. It's, it's, it's a crazy pattern. And people hold on to that. I think without necessarily recognizing those consequences. Yeah, that's that's what good, feel. No, that's that's good, bro. Like consequences um we've seen them. Like it's clear when you talk about race or it's clear when you <laughs> right. talk about doctrine even, right? Like <laughs> that there were certain doctrines when we said that like um you know, even when you look look back over the church's history. And and this is what always scares me about the way we hold tight to doctrines. When you look back at church history and you see that your, your word feel European epistemology, right? But when you see that, that the, the sway <laughs> of Christianity went through Europe, um, right. Even, even biblically, right? Like where does Paul go? Paul doesn't go to Asia and Africa for his missionary journeys. He ends up in Europe, right? So even the book itself leads us into a European um, understanding of, of, of God. But then yeah. once the Europeans frame and grow and, and 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 create their own versions of Christianity contextually in their place. As soon as right. they travel somewhere else, they look at everybody else as though they're not civilized. They <laughs> they don't have the right understanding of scripture. And then they yeah. bastardize and 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 oppress them and tell them that their right. theology is wrong, burn them at the stake, take over, mm. right? Like all it, like these are the consequences of us not realizing right. that we've done, we've been down this road already in church history, that maybe yeah. we should enter spaces and see a new under, cultural understanding based off of the culture and context in which we find ourselves. And that's the problem right. when we look at the Bible when we take our church traditions and we just pass them down without looking at any context, without looking at what's going on in the day, um, you know, and, and that to me is one of the biggest consequences. We'll find ourselves killing ourselves. We'll find ourselves killing ourselves. Mm. We're stop. We're hurting yeah. ourselves. We, we stop able-bodied preachers from preaching. We stop intelligent women from pastoring. And then we wonder why we yeah. got so many jack leg pastors and why we got Ooh. so many people who can't preach. Like it's, Right, we're we're killing ourselves. It's the same thing we did right. when we burnt people at the stake who were actually followers of Jesus, but they just didn't follow Jesus the way you did. So yeah, I right. just it's just a clear consequence. And that's what you're talking about. We're killing ourselves. We're yeah. hurting ourselves. It's the kingdom fighting against the kingdom, and it's it's, it's idiotic. I mean, and, and, and 
And how much fuller would the body of Christ and the, and, 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 the, and the movement of God be if there was so much? I'm talking about buck wild freedom of women pastoring, preaching. I mean, just just uh, creative ministries we ain't even thought of yet. Stuff we stuff mm. we so far behind. If women were like in the pulpit preaching, women were teaching, leading congregation, leading ministries, presidents of World Vision, presidents of Campus Crusade, camp, we're, I mean, powerful women leading, we would probably be in a such broader, bigger space because of the giftedness of what women bring, man. It's so, so unique. Um, and, and, and one, one example of some consequences, there were two, so these, these, these pastors in Chicago were meeting together, major pastors. I'm talking about major mega churches, right? And they were trying to bring in some multicultural pastors who were mega church pastors, you know, churches had 8,000 members or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so this friend of mine, African-American, I mean, Latino pastor was in this group of pastors, right? And this one white pastor was like, we don't let undocumented people uh, become members of our church. I don't know where that's found in scripture at all, right? I don't understand. What is, that came out of a man's mouth. I don't oh even understand. Are you it's in the book of, It's in the book of don't let them in. <laughs> but, but, but no doubt, no doubt. But, but what, here's what my friend said. He said, but I bet you take that undocumented tithe money. Ooh. He said, I bet you take that undocumented tithe. I said, that's what I'm talking about. Like, how is it that it works one way? Are you going to say, we don't take any undocumented tithe, don't sing any undocumented people in the choir? What are you going to do? Like, when, when does the line stop? Like, when it, when is the door open? People want to build fences all the freaking time. I mean, fences are easy to build. Like, building walls and all, that's easy to build. That's like, I'm keeping you out. The bridges that cost you something. Exactly, because a bridge hurts both ways, coming and going. And you got to be able to be able to, you got, you got to know that, this God is bigger than your freaking ideology, your, yeah. your your theology. And so the evolution of God, right? Uh, uh, I believe God expects us to see God in ways that other generations didn't so that that person, that woman can serve and impact that generation that that, that didn't get served. And, and, and kind of, I think the, like, like, for example, to me, I believe the burning bush was every day with most. That burning bush was every day. It was just that one day. He actually noticed that boy. Mm. Yo, what? This thing burnt. I mean, I think I, that, that's my, mm. that's my, you can mm. argue with me all day long, but I think that was the one day he just got woke that day. And I think that there's burning bushes like that every day all around us. And we've got to be able to say, and we got to be able to, with eyes of looking and, and seeing and pursuing. You know, I think there's, there's so many women in our church, whether they're called a preacher or not, but who need another woman's voice. Like, like when we talk, you know, they talk about uh, um, single people talking about all the time we're talking about marriages and we're talking about families and we're talking about babies and they're, and they're like, that man left me yesterday. That right. woman left me two days ago and they cheated on me or we broke up or and we're not addressing those particular issues, right? There needs to be, so there needs to be an awareness of addressing those issues holistically so everybody's included. And that's small little piece, how the, how much harm that comes to single people. So Phil, and, and people I, who I, I hear you. I, I'm going to push back on this part, not against you, but I'm going to push you further yeah. because what people going to say well, is, oh, we don't have no problem. <laughs> 
with a woman. You want a woman to come and preach about women's issues because there's women in the church that oh. need to hear that? That's fine. They just can't preach <laughs> when there's men there or like they can't right. pastor, right? And that's what I want to come right. against, right? Like this is not just why can't she preach? It's why can't she pastor? And this is the part yeah. that's frustrating to me is that it's <laughs> it's as if leadership has anything to do with gender, Right. It, it's clear yeah. that there are leaders, folks leading the church in the Bible that are female. They are leaders mm. in the church. They're not just good preachers. They don't just have good things to say. They're not just leading women's Bible studies and preaching at the women's retreat. They are leaders in the <laughs> right, church right, right. that Paul is depending on, that Jesus is depending on, that are deacons, that are elders. All of these words right. are describing women in the New Testament. And I go back right. to Genesis, bro. The bottom line is it says, I will create them in my image. Male and right. female, I created them. And they will be given dominion, authority, and power over all things in the earth. Right? Mm -hmm. If that's the truth, that we're all created in the image of God, then when we limit any person that's created in the image of God from shining their light, from reflecting that image, then we miss out on a piece of God's glory. Because all of us yeah. are image bearers. And if there's anybody's right. image that we limit, we say, we don't want you to reflect that part, then we're missing out on a piece of who God is. That's the beauty of the Imago Dei. That's a consequence yeah. of this. We are literally missing out on a piece of who God is because it's displayed in that woman that you want to allow to lead mm. in your congregation. It's displayed in that woman who's intellectual, who's a theologian, who's brilliant, who's a, a could could take your ministry to the next level. And because of your erroneous view of a couple of passages in the Bible, she is now being diminished and oppressed and not allowed to let the reflection of the image of God in her to fully show. And that's the consequence right. we got to deal with. You know what I mean? It's just, right. we got to push it further, man. Don't let these dudes corner us in. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Exactly right. Now, I was using that one example oh, that the man. consequences we have when it comes to preaching one way around, and, and, and preachers get into, you know, I, I've gotten locked into this because I'm, I'm married. I'm focused on that that I, I exclude, I can exclude single people just being clever with preaching. And if I'm not aware of that, I've got to make sure my examples are balanced and include everybody. So I say that if it's that way in preaching, it should be that way in the whole body of Christ that way. And just like what you're talking about, the whole, the whole, uh, the, the, the reality of that uh, piece. And I mean, man, I just get so frustrated in that because I, like my wife, I want my wife to know all of me. My good, bad, and ugly self. I want to know all of her. I want to be all in. But I, but sometimes I'm stingy because I'm frustrated at something else outside of our relationship, and I'm just dealing with it, and I don't want to talk about it. I'm frustrated. And she wants, no, tell me. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, because I want to, not because she's going to fix it, but because she wants all of me. And if I'm stingy at that, she doesn't have all of me. And I've learned that, man, when I began to share with her, she just, all she says is, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that. You know, we're going to pray about it. She has no, she had tons of answers if she, if I asked her, but it's really, then what happens to me, I'm like, man, I'm so glad I shared that with her now. Whoo. And, and, and no, nobody fixed nothing. Nobody said I'm a call so-and-so tomorrow. They tripping. None of that. 
but she got all of me and we together as a couple are, are more one together. That's the part we're missing when we don't have all of each other in the body of Christ. Yo, we don't have all of God in the midst of that piece, man. That's just, that's just a mystery of that joint, man. And, and you look at, you look at the example of Christ with women in ministry. Yo, man, he was a monster. <laughs> he was, yeah. He's a perfect example of that joint, man. You know what I mean? Yo, yo, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we have, we have, um, powerful women preachers. And they're not, not only just Vashti McKenzie, who is just uh, a beast, you know what I mean? And, uh, but what I, I don't, I don't want women to preach like men. I don't want them to preach and think nope. that I don't want them to preach. Like I got to come this way, like a man to be accepted in that context. I don't need you to dribble the ball the way Michael Jordan does. I need you to dribble the way that's the new funky 2027 style supposed to be dribbling to create a whole new pattern of basketball. I just want your, you know, where, where is it true then in the text, right? Where Christ is, there is liberty or is it not? Is it not like how, to what level is that liberty embraced to the degree that there is uh acceptance of the, of the body of Christ in that way, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I always <laughs> jokingly say this and then, you know, let you, sh- you close us out field. But like, I know there's this passage, women should be silent in the church in, in first Corinthians, you know, in 14, but you know, imagine this, if women had kept silent in the church, there wouldn't be a church. Cause the very first people to proclaim the gospel were the exactly. women. That's who showed up at the tomb. They were the only ones who had enough faith to believe that things were going to be okay. They went back to that tomb early that morning after the Sabbath was over, ready to handle their business the way they're supposed to, while all the men was crying and afraid and yep. went back to fishing and didn't know what they was doing. If they wouldn't have been quiet, <laughs> if they had not went back and done what they were commanded to do by the angel, there would be no church. So that's just nonsense, right. man. So next time somebody say that, tweet that out. If women that kept signing in the church, there'd be no church. Exactly. Tweet it. Tweet it. <laughs> hey, I just want to say this real quick. This has been a great episode. I'm sitting here soaking, listening, and learning from you brothers. If you're listening to the show and you, you're you trying to figure out what your stance is, man, just, just hang with us. We're going to have some great people, some great yes. women pastors on the show and i'm gonna yeah. be sitting back soaking it all up like i just did today me too so thank you brothers yeah. 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 time to drop bars man you know when when you go into the water and you go deep in the water the water gets more pressurized right people who have tried to go scuba diving the deeper they go their law their jaws will literally lock up their jaws will lock up because the pressure that's there right boats that think that or boats that sink and they go deeper. They both start crashing and crumbling because the pressure, the deeper it goes, the pressure that's there. Submarines that go deep don't crash because the pressure pressurized on the inside. They're, they have so much pressure on the inside that's suppressing the pressure on the outside that there's no way that they can collapse. And in John 1, 1 John um, 4, 4 says, you dear children are from God. And have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one that is in the world. Yo, resist the pressure from the outside because of greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. That pressure alone you rest in, you trust in, even amongst and amidst peculiar theology. You rest in that because God is in you and will out pressure the pressure from the outside. Y'all, I'm Pastor Phil, DJ Ruckus, Pastor Jay, Church in the Block. 
We out. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. We're back here, same time, same day, next week. Come with us. Holy Culture Radio. What did he say? I missed that. Did you hear something you need to hear in full? Not a problem. Get the podcast and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Holyculture.net slash podcast.